Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 1 p.m. here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. Today is Friday, Friday. We made it to the end of the week and it is September 24th, 2021. For those of you guys keeping score at home, it is a beautiful day here in Chicago. Absolutely lovely. It is mild temps, really nice and sunny, low humidity, a gentle breeze. You can't really ask for a much better day than today. And it's new merch drop day. The non-elite t-shirt went on sale 7 a.m. local time. We picked that time because it'd be a little bit early for the people on the West Coast, but some people are up. And for people that are over in Europe, that's still a time where they're still not gone to bed yet. So hopefully we kind of covered the vast majority of people that would be interested in this shirt. So uh, yeah, I, I was a little bit late on the launch. The video uh, was like 20 or 30 minutes late. I, I promised myself that I was going to get it done the night before and ended up not doing that, but uh, I, I got it eventually. But so far, the response seems to have been fantastic from you guys. Thank you guys so much. We'll talk more about it. But first, I want to say hi to everyone listening on the podcast, on the audio-only version. Hopefully, you guys have some beautiful weather as well and are having a fantastic run out there heading into the weekend or on the weekend now, depending on when you're listening to this. And then for everyone watching this on YouTube after the fact, hopefully, you've got a nice recovery beverage in hand because it is Friday night whenever you're watching this. Or maybe it's Saturday morning. Either way, hopefully you're doing all right. All right, Will Gravel is here in the chat, says, yo, finally get back on a live stream. He's got 1L classes, and Chicago Marathon training has been tough. Th that, that's, that, that is quite a load. That is a lot. That is a lot, Will. Um, hopefully you're doing all right. Good news is that, you know, tapers either now or starting for you for the marathon training, so that should make things a little bit easier. Martha says, hey, Will, good to see you. Martha Spence Ohm says, yo, what's going on? PG says, yo, Kafuzi, happy Friday. Just ordered one of the t-shirts from Path Projects. Awesome, PG, I hope you love it. Garrett Meek says, yo, what's going on? My new Asics Gel Nimbus Light 2s arrived yesterday while I was at work. Looking forward to trying them out. Awesome, very cool. That, um, every time I think about the Asics Gel, I can't help but think about Jamie, but did you guys see that Jamie put out a new video today. He's got a brand new intro. The intro is amazing. He happens to be wearing the Kofuzi Path Projects long sleeve collab shirt, which we didn't plan, but ends up being perfect timing. Um, that shirt, by the way, I gave it to him, like personally, like I, I handed it to him um, when I saw him up in California for Western State. So I, I gave it to him as a gift. So um, me seeing that shirt on him, it has like a, a special meaning for it. So I'm very happy to see him and the video they put out. I didn't get to finish it because I was just kind of checking YouTube. I was waiting for the live stream to start and I was like, oh, how did I miss this? I didn't see it earlier. Um, so that's an awesome video and I can't wait to watch the rest of it. But so far I've gotten like maybe a third of the way through it. Really, really good. All right, Spence Ohm says, any racing this weekend? Well, then the Midwest is perfect for it. Yeah, I, you know what? Like I wish it weren't because I feel like we're using up all our good weather days. We're getting very close to being able to see what the weather's gonna be like for Chicago, and I'm not sure what we're gonna get. The Midwest has the chance of, um, there's always like a, a late like heat wave. Sometimes it happens late September, sometimes, usually it happens sometime in October, where like it'll be, it'll, like the seasons change really fast in the Midwest. It's not like on the East Coast, 
where it's like gradual temps, you don't even notice, and all of a sudden, oh look, all the leaves are orange, and it's cooler out. Here, it's like summer, summer, summer hot, and then boom, we got that this week, where all of a sudden it's like in the 50s in the morning. Um, but I'm wondering like, oh, that hot streak that we always get, is that gonna happen for a Chicago Marathon? I have a feeling that's what's gonna happen. I still think, I'm still like in the back of my mind, not sure if that's going to happen, but the weather this weekend is going to be awesome. And I am racing. I'm going to be running in the Chicago half marathon. And, uh, I think I'm going to be doing that one at marathon pace. So it's going to be a workout for me, 13 miles marathon pace. What that marathon pace is. I'm not sure. I think it's going to depend on what kind of like pacing that there is. Um, I know there'll be a 1:30 pace group, which will be a little bit faster than my goal marathon pace. The 145 pace group will be a little bit too slow for me, I think. So like, you know, I don't really want to run that race by myself. I'd rather run in a pack. So like, I guess I'll kind of see, maybe I'll do like 10 miles, um, you know, or less with the 130 group. If there were a 135 group, I think that'd be perfect for me, but we'll see. So um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be running it for a PR. I did that. 2019 and I did that successfully but then I also had a really bad race at the Chicago Marathon so trying something different Martha says for those of us racing October 11th 10th or 11th they're nervously starting to watch the long-range forecasts in three days we can see race day forecast I know so that means in three days we could see race day forecast but that also means for like two two weeks we're going to be fretting every single day someone in someone dm me on instagram and was like what do you think the weather's gonna be like? I was like, I think it's gonna be hot. Dress for a cold race, but bring your hot weather stuff as well. <laughs> Cause in 2019, it was really cold. Like the night before, I think I caught a, I think I caught a cold before the 2019 race. Cause I was out at the, there was like a Nike pop-up race at Soldier Field and it was like super windy and super cold. And I had like, didn't have a very thick Nike coat to wear. Um, and I didn't want to wear my bubble coat. All I should have just wore a bubble coat. And I felt I just spent hours like shivering and I was like, it was made me really tired and I didn't feel great, but uh, I'm going to be avoiding that this year. Cause I don't think there'll be any like Nike events like that this year. So I'm going to be staying warm, even if it's cool. It's like, you know, I'm, gonna be, I'm trying to be a little bit more um, responsible, I guess is the word I'm looking for. All right. Uh, I'm going to scroll down a little bit just to make sure I catch up with you guys um, in the chat. Let's see, we got uh, Denny running with scissors says, I'm volunteering at the aid water station for a local triathlon tomorrow, and hoping the wildfire smoke clears up. It has been brutal this week. Oof, I kind of forgot that those were still happening. It's crazy. Man, I do hope that things are, are gonna be okay. Um, Stevie76 says, was the Marine Corps Marathon canceled? Was it really? No way. I didn't hear anything about that. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Steve says, I'll have to follow up on that. Steve says, yo, what's going on? The Rincon were due on the 28th, but they arrived today. Wow, that's nice. That's way early. He just did a 5K, quick 5K blast and likes them. Good. I, I, I'm, I'm liking the new Rincon. I'm thinking that I might take that. It's either going to be the Rincon or the Endorphin Speed 2 for the half marathon on Sunday. It's a Hoka event. So I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Rincon, but I just haven't given any attention to the Speed 2. And I feel like that's going to be a really good one to bring. Um, the Chicago Half Marathon course is changed this year. It's very different than it's been 
for the last, I don't know how many years. Um, so we're going to be spending more time on Lakeshore Drive, which I think is not as nice because there's no shade and the concrete is super, super um, uh, like, hard, like stiff, hard, brittle. I don't know what the right word for it. It's not going to be as forgiving as like running on some of the roads that you did normally in the Chicago Half Marathon. So that'll be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, the Rincons, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm liking it quite a bit. All right. Um, Augie Chen 7 says, this is perfect foam rolling entertainment. Awesome. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you guys are getting in uh, some of your recovery work while, while this is going on. Awesome. Eliza says, confirming that the Marine Corps Marathon went virtual. Oh, that's a bummer. Is it for COVID reasons? Is that what happened? Huh. Mm, that's, that's very disappointing to hear. Uh, Eliza says, I just ordered the two of the Kofuzi shirt, Kofuzi shirts. Can't wait to get them. Awesome. Thanks so much, Eliza. That is great to hear. And I hope you love them because I, I definitely love mine. Andrew Bosick says, yo, finally could tune in because school is out for county fair. Nice work. How long do you think the Rincon 3 will last? I'm trying to go sub two again on Sunday. Uh, I think that you're going to get a lot more durability out of them than the version two. Now, I have not run past 100 miles in any of the Rincon. So I'm not sure what the overall durability is going to be like. I know I would check um, FOD runner. He's running the ring cons quite a bit. So he would have some information on the ring con too. I'm pretty sure. And then um, I don't think he's done any longer term reviews of the ring con three yet. I'm not sure he's quite there. So, but that would be someone to, to check out because he's going to have better information in terms of durability. But I do think with that, the way that they've changed some of the rubber on that, um, and the way that they've changed a little bit of the um, midsole compound, I think that it's going to last a lot longer. I don't think that, like, just like people don't worry about, like, the Cliftons and them, like, degrading too soon, I don't think that people are really going to worry anymore about the Rincons. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Affluent Journeys. AJ says, first run today, the new Mach 4s. 10 miles at 8.56 pace. He's got a little bit of a sunrise a runner dude, and some speedy wind. Nice. I love the emoji uh, action going on right there. Um, mm, yeah, let's see what we got here. Uh, where did it go? I just saw something from Jay Preza. He says, just bought the merch. Great stuff right here. Awesome, Jay Preza. Thanks so much for the support. Love it. Hey, Jay Preza had a, um, what was, where, what were you guys standing in front of? He had a picture on Instagram today. He was standing in front of a giant statue of some sort. It looked like a, maybe like a, um, like a water uh, mythical god of some sort. But it, for whatever reason, it just reminded me of the end of Planet of the Apes. Like, you fools, it was Earth. Like that kind of thing. It just, that picture was weird. Where was that? I didn't, I didn't maybe, um, you probably said it in the photo, but I didn't catch it. But you guys got to check that out. JPRES is do doing some good work on Instagram. You should enjoy it. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alan says today's a Whole Foods buffet day. Do you go to Whole Foods a lot? Because I feel like the last time you mentioned where you were eating, you were eating Whole Foods as well. <laughs> um, Alex Gonzalez Monleon says, are you nervous about Chicago Marathon? I'm not. I'm not nervous about the Chicago Marathon at all. But the Marine Corps Marathon getting canceled is surprising because of the fact that I think the Marine Corps Marathon, it's the weekend before, right? And that's really late to make a, a marathon go virtual. 
So that's something that's very concerning to me. Um, that one's in D.C., right? So, like, is there something about – is it a security concern? I, I, I got to look into why it went virtual more. But, um, but I think that, like, the wheels are set in motion for the Chicago Marathon, and it's a much bigger ship kind of thing. So you can't turn it around, I think, at this point. We're, we're, we're full speed ahead. I mean, I suppose – for a pandemic if something really crazy were to happen you know they they could in theory but from what it looks like um things are calming down the mask mandate that we put in place august 20th or so uh i think has really been uh, helping quite a bit um numbers are like you know getting better so i think i think that we're in pretty good shape i'm not nervous about the Chicago Marathon now. Some other people who are, you know, like, um, you know, I don't want to name names because I don't want to be like, well, someone else said, and then, you know, uh, I don't know if they were supposed to really tell me stuff or not, but um, from my, I'll, I'll leave them unnamed sources or an unnamed source has said like, you know, things are full steam ahead. They talked to one of the um, main sponsors and they were like, yeah, we're going forward. This is all going forward. So like, I mean, anything can change, but um, my understanding from some of the sponsors that I've been talking to or the sponsor, one, the one sponsor that I've been talking to, um, yeah, they're, they're ready to go. So, all right. T Terry Furlong says racing this weekend, 10 K cross country in the Queens garden and Sandringham. I like that you put Sandringham in parentheses as if I would know where that is. That's very flattering. My, my knowledge of geography is incredibly small. Um, and so, um, the, to think that you would think that I knew that is great. Uh, but, you know, Queen's Garden, that sounds really lovely. Did you guys watch um, on GTN, the triathlon channel? They had the camera guy do a, his first uh, sprint triathlon. Um, did you guys watch that series? I enjoyed that series quite a bit. Um, my favorite part about it is like, yeah, I'm a good swimmer. And I do parkour on the weekends. And I was just like, that's like the most millennial thing I've ever heard. But um, on a side note, but the, um, the triathlon that he did, like the location was like at a palace of some sort, right? It was, it was really pretty. I'm like, I want to race there. I feel like I'm not allowed to race there. I'm a commoner, right? How did they, how did they manage to do that there? And I feel like a triathlon of all things. I don't know how they allowed that, but it was a beautiful backdrop. All right. Mm. Martha says, Kofuzi, as far as the COVID trend, the current models predict continued downward curve even through winter up until at least March. Well, that's great to hear. I'm very excited um, about the prospect of some kids vaccines happening soon. So I can't wait for that. Um, yeah. I mean, a big, like, I'll, you know, like weight will be lifted off my shoulders once I can get my kids in there. Like, I don't know. Like, I've never camped out for, like, an iPhone or anything like that um, or, like, waited in. Have I waited in line for a new release of a product? I'm trying to think. I may have gotten in, like, line on, like, a launch day for an iPhone, but I've never, like, done something, like, overnight. But if I could, I would do that with my kids for them to get a vaccine because I just, I mean, I just need them, you know, I want them to be safer and the quicker they can have it, the quicker they can get their weeks in that they need to for that, that immunity to build up. 
uh, and that protection to build up so that they can start doing more things, you know. So I can't wait. And I, hopefully that's part of what, you know, is going to make that, you know, continued downward trend. Hope to see it. Hope to see it. Uh, Ronald Childress says, the Air Force Marathon canceled, the Army 10-Miler canceled, so I'm sure that's why the Marine Corps was canceled. What's going on? What's going on with that? That is, um, that's disappointing to hear. Oh, boy. Hmm. And Eliza says, it looks like the Milwaukee, is it the Lakefront Marathon? Was canceled, who was running the Lakefront Marathon? Someone was running the Lakefront Marathon. Uh, was canceled because of permits and inability to get police detail. Marine Corps Marathon was because they cannot meet safety protocols. Okay. Mm. So it's not like conditions are, are bad, but like they were worried that if they didn't, if they couldn't somehow manage the crowds, I don't know. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, thanks for the updates, guys. Hmm. All right. Uh, <laughs> Chan says, stop talking about vaccines. I came here for the air fryer reviews, not the vaccine talk. You know, um, I did give my, I did give that air fryer to my nephew. Uh, my one nephew, um, he spends a lot of time playing video games in the basement. Um, and he like rarely comes out. And over the summer when we were at grandma's house, there would be times when like we knew like, um, like his mom and dad, like his dad would be at work, mom would be at work. And like older brothers and sisters would be like out and we'd be like, oh man, I don't think anyone's going to be like checking in on him all day today. And so we, we would go to Dairy Queen and get him food and basically be like, you know, like open the basement door and like throw it down. <laughs> we didn't throw it down, but basically like just hucking food down there for him and be like, I hope you're all right. And he'd be like, I'm fine. Uh, so we did that for him. But I was like, he was, uh, he was very interested in air frying. So I was like, I got an, I got one that you can have. I'm not using it right now. Our kitchen is big enough. So I get, I give it to him. <laughs> so hopefully he's using it. You know, I think he's got a fridge down there so he can get that. Uh, maybe maybe that fridge has a little freezer section so he could just like take food from freezer to air fryer and he will never have to leave the basement. <laughs> All right. Um, Matt Legrand says, no joke. I bought the air fryer after that review and my family uses it all the time. It's good, right? It's, it's, it's more useful than you think. Cause you're just like, this is just a toaster oven. This can't possibly be that good, but it is better than a toaster. Oven. I got to tell you, <laughs> I got to tell you, oh man. Uh, Lars Osterman says, hey, Kofuzzi, do stack heights change with increasing shoe size? Meaning, is a stack height in an endorphin speed seven and a half men's the same as a stack height on an endorphin speed size 13 men's? They do change as far as I know. I don't think that like every size changes. I'm not sure exactly how it works. Um, maybe every size changes. I don't know. Um, but like when like so like I think for like Elliot Kipchoge's shoe is an eight and a half. Like his was exactly 40 millimeters. So like I don't know what people do. I mean, I could be I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And I'm not exactly sure how the rules work. Like if they measure each shoe, because like what if you have like a size 10, but you're running in like a regular, like if you're running in the Adios Pro 2, right? Like let's say it's a Valencia Marathon situation, but let's say you're really tall and you got a size 13, maybe you're really like Andy, FOD runner. Is he UK size 13, right? So that's what, is that a U US 14 or US, I don't know how the sizes work. I think it's a US 14, right? So he's, he's got a big, he's got a big shoe. That one's got to be a lot taller, but I don't know by how much. So yeah, so that's, that's what, that's how I understand it. Um, 
<laughs> Matt says, we have three kids, so air fryer for the win. Nice. I love it. Adam Fear says, first time all week, what I miss? <laughs> what did I miss? I love it. Nice. <laughs> Good to see you, Adam. Uh, Brendan says, I ran in the Primex yesterday. And he says, oh, my goodness, that is a fun shoe. And my family finally has a, uh, what is it, SO? Mm, so that's over six feet when I'm in those shoes. Oh, she has, so the fiance has a significant other that's over six feet when I'm in those shoes. Win-win. All right, nice. It, it works for the both of you guys. Awesome. It, it, it is a fun shoe. People like to make fun of it, and I'm just like, try it. It's fun. I mean, you know, if, if people are making fun of it hard, I'd be like, that's cool. You don't have to run in it. No one's making you, you know, but like, I, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, puts a smile on my face. I do worry about my ankles a little bit, but you know, it's, it's, it's a fun shoe. All right. Uh, Mika Kataya says, so getting some rubbing on the ankle with the 1080 version 11, 1080 version 10 did the same for the first 50 K. And after that, they stretched a bit and were brilliant. I think I'm about similar kilometers on the version one and hope it clears. Hmm. I wonder, can you put like a, a bandage on the shoe or on your ankle? Like a, K, a KT makes little like skin, not bandages, but they're like little patches. Um, they make a really good like Achilles one that I've used um, for some shoes like the Kraft CTM Ultra Carbon that really dug into the back of my Achilles. Every time I wore it, it would it would just bleed and like it would cut me up real bad and like it would take weeks to heal. So like that's, um, th so that's something that I would wear like every time I was going to run in it. And I was like, this is kind of ridiculous. I probably shouldn't run in this shoe that much if it's hurting me that bad. So, um, but that's something that you can, can look at. Tommy Hackett says, Kofuzi, thanks for the intro to Tommy Runs. Got his chip time running shorts and tank and PR to half marathon on Sunday. Awesome, that is great news. Good job, Tommy. Very cool, very cool. Love to hear that, love to hear that. Uh, Ed Chan says, I recently bought a new pair of Epic React 2s. Really enjoying them, so good. I should get another pair of Epic React 2s and see if they're as good as I remember them to be. Or like, I don't know, I kind of want, kind of want to leave the memory of them where, where it is though. But that, that might be fun. It might be fun to kind of like go back and, and look at some old shoes. Um, but the hard part is, is like when they're older, I'm glad you're enjoying yours, but like my concern is like, how are they stored for the last two years since that shoe was made? Is that going to matter? I guess with the React foam, I don't know. I think I feel pretty confident. Like you really can't ruin them by storing them incorrectly, for even for two years. So I don't know. Oh, Stevie seventy six says the cowbell is coming in weak. All right, crank it up a little bit, and then we'll do another cowbell. Do another cowbell for Tommy. It's really loud in my earphone, headphones. I could turn these down. Mm. Hopefully that hopefully that was a little bit better. Um, all right. Anthony Boo says, do you still feel the same way about the Hyperion Elite 2 since your last video about it? I'm not sure because I don't know when my last video about it was, but I don't think my opinion on it really changed all that much. I like the shoe. It's a a carbon plated version of the Hyperion Tempo. It is, the thing that I was like, I'm a little bit confused about it though, it is a much wider platform than the Hyperion Tempo. And I think that what that does is, it kind of like takes a little bit of kind of like the edge off of it, I think, which is good for a lot of people. But for me, it doesn't feel like a carbon plated Tempo exactly. 
because I think of the width and the way that the shoe um, kind of feels on landing. Um, but I mean, it's the shoe that set the what 50k women's road record, right? So isn't that what um, Des Linden did it? Although I think she did it in the Hyperion Elite Three, right? So, uh, but it's a good one. I'll tell you what though, the way that the midsole rubber is on that, it really got chewed up the foam. Um, Cause I was running in the dirt roads in Iowa and there's lots of like rocks and pebbles and stuff and like gravel that's down. And so it got really chewed up bad to the point where like I could, it chewed out all the way through and like I could poke and feel like the, um, the carbon that was in, that was in the shoe. So like, eh, I think I'd, I'd be interested to see, and I would hope to see that they change a little bit of the outsole pattern for the final production version of version three, but otherwise it was a good shoe. Fit great, snappy, got that, um, you know, nitro foam feel to it, and has a plate. JPRES says, I got a 50K Ultra coming up. Trail is mostly gravel. You think the Nova Blast 2 will survive? Yeah, I think so. I think it'd be okay. I mean, as long as it's, I mean, it depends, like, you know, not all gravel is the same, right? But um, as long as it's, like, really buffed out, like, you know, then I think you'll be okay. If there's, like, if the rocks are a little bit bigger, um, you know, then I think that maybe you might want to go with like a trail type shoe. Like I think a Torrent or an Ultra Superior would be really good. Um, but if it's like really buffed out dirt roads, then I think you'd be good, definitely. Adam wants to know, is the Hyperion Elite 2 different than the RC2? Oh, it's very different. The Hyperion Elite 2 has a much more firmer feeling foam, kind of like the Hyperion Elite 2. Um, and the RC Elite 2 is really nice. It's kind of like the Rebel 2, but just a lot thicker of a stack height. And it's got a subtle, i say a relatively subtle carbon feel to it uh, as well. So, yeah. Um, and Martha says, I think the reason the Hyperion Elite 2 is so wide is because it's unisex, unlike the Hyperion Tempos. Oh, that's an interesting idea. I like that. Hmm. Okay, cool. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Mike says Nike Peg 38 or the Saucony Endorphin Shift. I think for me that would depend on if you need stability. Uh, for me, the Endorphin Shift is a stability shoe. It's very much a stability shoe. I don't. They're calling it like mild stability, but I think it's very much a stability shoe, um, and it's very tall and but not soft. So like uh, it's kind of a weird ride. I haven't tried the Endorphin Shift two. They they sent it to me a long time ago. I've just I've been procrastinating on it because I don't like to run in stability shoes, but there's definitely like a lot of stability elements to it. So that's how I would decide. If you like stability in your shoes, um, like a lot of Saucony shoes do have like a hint of stability, or if you've run in other stability shoes before, uh, then I would say, try the shift. I think you might like it, but the peg, otherwise the peg 38 is where I would go. Okay. Um, <laughs> 76, my emotions need miles to maybe just a hint of stability, just a, like a little bit. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Special one says, what does stability shoe mean exactly? It can mean a couple of different things. I think we're at a little bit of like a turning point in terms of what that generally means in the running industry. But previously what it used to mean is that there were some people when their foot is landing, their ankles would cave in quite a bit in immediately or like inwardly towards like your, so if these are your two feet, instead of your feet hitting the ground like this smoothly, the ankles would roll in. And then they usually it's because your feet are kick, 
kinked out a little bit, like mine kind of are. And so you would roll a lot. And what you would see is a lot of times you could see either wear pattern on the shoe sometimes, or you would see like the back left hand side of the shoe or the back right hand side of the shoe, like back here in the heel um, would be really, really compressed. And people thought that, well, with the ankle moving that much with every foot strike, that must be bad for you. And maybe that's why people are getting hurt when they're running more. Um, also, or they were thinking, well, maybe that's why that movement is getting compensated for in the knee or the hip, or it could be any number of things. So one of the they did was because the foams was compressing too much to this side, they would put stiffer or medial posting on the medial posting or like stiffer elements on the medial side of the shoe. And so like, when I feel that, when I run, it just feels like I've landed on something harsh. So there's like an impact that for me shoots right up to my knee and I could feel it after like two or three miles. Um, so that's what stability means. Um, a lot of people ended up not really liking stability. Stability shoes sold like crazy at first. It was like maybe five, seven years ago. Um, and like everyone was getting put into stability shoes, even like 10 years ago when I ran my first marathon or I guess it's 11 now. Um, I got put into a stability shoe because people were like, ooh, look at those ankles. Um, and so they put me in a stability shoe and my knees ended up getting pretty jacked up. But it could have been a lot of different things. It's not only the stability shoe. Um, so now the idea is changing a little bit to say like, well, maybe it's not so much, maybe a little bit of pronation is okay. As long as it's not over pronation, fine, but pronation, okay. Um, and so there's different ideas of stability and now like guide rails is a little bit more common in terms of a way of adding stability to either a neutral shoe or using guide rails plus maybe some stiffer elements right in some of those key areas um, to help kind of keep everything from collapsing too much and so that's where guide rails come in um, a lot of the brooks shoes have gone to the guide rail model um, and so you will see like it looks like there's like foam that kind of shoots up real high towards the back and that can be either alone or in combination with like a big plastic kind of cup I'll call it a heel cup or that wraps around the back of the heel that prevents the ankle from like sliding around too much back there. So there's a couple of different ways that shoes can become stability shoes. And the idea being to control undue or incorrect motion that may happen through the, the foot strike. So that's what stability is. All right. I hope that makes sense. Uh, Muad Akab says, hey, Kavuzi, cheers from Morocco. I think you're the first person I've ever met to come in from Morocco. He says, how many kilometers should I run with the next percent two before the marathon? I'd say probably give it at least five for your shakeout run and then maybe do some strides in there too. Make sure you, if you've never run in the next percent two before, I'd recommend try and do one of your last like taper week workouts. You know, maybe you're doing like a couple of real short bursts at maybe threshold pace or come really, really short efforts at marathon pace, something like that. Maybe some strides to make sure you like it. Right. And that's something that's going to work for you. Um, but at, at a minimum, like, you know, at least 5K to make sure that like nothing's going to start rubbing or chafing or hurting you right away. But as far as break in, you don't got to break it in. You just want to make sure it works for you. <laughs> With my overpronation dancing moves. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Um, Scott says, will you be going to the running event in Boston this January? I didn't know that there was a running event in Boston in January. I mean, going to Boston in January sounds pretty miserable. Like, do I really want to go to Boston in January? Um, I did get a, uh, I did met, like DM the running event in Austin. That's in December. I don't know if they're the same thing. I didn't know that there was a running event in Boston in January. 
But there's a running event in Austin. Austin? Austin, Massachusetts? Does anyone know the reference to that one? Anyway, Austin in December. And I finally got, I was like, when is there going to be a link for people asking for media credentials? And they finally sent me a link for it. I have to sign up for it, though. But I will be going to that one. Uh, Andres Orbe says, did you sign on the Metaphys Sky for the half this weekend as well as a marathon? Good run on the lake today. Hey, Andres, good to see you. I saw Andres out there today. He was in his, he was in his Vaporfly next percents. Uh, looking good out there, getting a little bit of workout in. Um, and um, he said, hi. So good to see you. I think that I'm going to go with something else. I don't think I'm going to run in the Meta Speed Sky. I think I'm either going to run in the Rincon or I'm going to run in the Endorphin Speed 2, one of those two shoes, just to kind of spread the love around a little bit uh, and run in some different shoes. I know what the Meta Speed Skies, you know, like. I've run a lot of races in them. I've done a lot of workouts in them, so I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I don't think I need to do more testing on it. And Kurt Rearson says, with the Austin, Massachusetts, a nice road trip reference. I feel like not enough, I mean, it, was it, it wasn't that great a movie. I saw it in college, so, like, uh, I was the right age for it, I think, when it came out. So, you know, I haven't watched it since college, so who knows if it still holds up. But, yeah, that movie's, tw like, 20 years old now. <laughs> uh, and Angel Snow says, or Angel Snow says, your marathon shoot for Chicago Marathon? Thoughts on the upcoming Hoka, One, One. It's just Hoka now. No more One, One. No more One, One. Bande X. Uh, great questions. Shoot for the Chicago Marathon is going to be the Meta Speed Sky. I think I've decided pretty firmly on that one. Um, and thoughts on the Bande X? I ran in it today. Andre saw me out there. Um, I did my th last kind of like big workout. I mean, I guess Sunday running the half marathon at marathon pace will be the last big workout before the taper. But my last like faster than, you know, marathon pace workout was today did my mile repeats workout uh, in the Bondi X. And I don't love it for, f I think, you know, to save you guys 15 minutes on Saturday morning or Sunday, I think it'll probably come out Sunday morning. To save you 15 minutes. I think overall, I really like what they're doing with it. I like it much more than the Bondi. Um, but, and I, f I wish, like, if they can make it feel like that, I'm like, why does the regular Bondi feel like this? The Bondi could be so much better. It makes me feel like now they got to change the Bondi a lot. But um, I didn't love it at threshold pace. I got the workout done, but I didn't love it. Um, I do really like it, though, for a little bit slower than marathon pace. So, like, I feel like for your long runs with a couple of pace changes in there, I think it could be, like, a super awesome shoe to run in. Like, there is a sweet spot in pace for that shoe. I don't know that I've found it yet. I, I think it might be a little bit, it might be, like, at marathon pace, maybe a little bit slower than that. But, like, once you get to that sweet spot, the shoe just feels, it's like running on an elliptical. It just feels so smooth, feels so good. Um, picking up the pace a little bit more, it was, it wasn't that it was heavy. It just didn't, I, I think, I think there's some, it, it's too, it's too Bondi-like to be a good, like, threshold workout shoe so yeah i guess i didn't save you 15 minutes because that was like a two minute discussion about it but i saved you guys some time maybe uh special one says are you going to get the endorphin pro plus probably not i don't I, I don't like if the endorphin for me if the endorphin pro plus turned that shoe into a marathon super shoe which the endorphin pro isn't for me um then i would pick it up but i think that what the endorphin pro plus does is make a shoe that i like for half marathons uh, and uh, and for workouts, um, makes it an even faster shoe, I think. So, yeah. Dr. Funk says, are you going to review the GoPro Hero 10? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know when that video is going to come out just because of the timing. 
Um, but I've been running with it for like the past three days now. So I'll have a lot of footage to kind of play around with. I got to get some kind of vlog footage maybe over the weekend. Um, maybe I'll get on the bike with it a little bit um, to uh, kind of just round out some of the discussion for uh, the GoPro Hero 10. But um, so far, I mean, it's like the same. I mean, I haven't really noticed a huge difference from the GoPro Hero 9, except for the fact that now I get 4K. I'm going to have to look at it a lot closer. And right now, I'm my preliminary thought, very early thought, I guess it's not that early, but my early thought, uh, having edited some of the footage now, is that I think that at 4K 120, the stabilization is better on the Hero 9 when you do 2.7K 120 frames per second. Now I can, you know, I guess to do like the full test, I'd have to set the GoPro Hero 10 to 2.7K at 120 frames per second to then see it. But like, just kind of like my gut is that like 4K 120 is great, but not as great as I hoped it would be so far. But, you know, I'm glad to have the Hero 10. I, I'm kind of always going to want the latest GoPro, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, but more th thorough review coming. I'm kind of procrastinating on it, though, a little bit too, just because those videos do well. But man, there's some pixel peepers out there and people that are like not runners that somehow get fed the video and they're like, yeah, how come you didn't test it in a situation that does what something that I never do? Or maybe I've, I'll even specifically say like, oh, I don't do X, Y, and Z. Um, and people be like, how come you didn't test X, Y, Z? I'm like, because I just told you, this is how I use it. And I'm making a video. I can't make a video for how I don't use it. Like people are mad when I don't test like the time lapse. I'm like, I, don't, I take like five time lapses a year. So that's kind of like, I'm not looking forward to the comment section. Ted and Ruth says, finally getting back to running after approximately three months break. It's good to see you, Ted. Or Ruth. I'm not sure who I'm talking to, actually. Anyway, it was due to using swimming fins. Hmm. Fins of the bin? Is that why you took a three-month break? To using swim fins? Oh, okay. Well, good to have you back. Chris Napolitano said, if you had to suggest a six to eight mile run while visiting Chicago, starting anywhere, what would you suggest? Um, I would suggest... Um, uh, probably I would start at the chess pavilion and then run over the flyover bridge by Navy pier and then run along the river walk. And then the river walk kind of ends. So then you'd have to like, you know, you could do an out and back that way, but that way you'd get the shot that my favorite shot of the lakefront going down kind of like the gold coast and seeing the Hancock building. Then you get to see it. Uh, over by Navy Pier, but then you'd also get a nice view of all the skyscrapers, or not all, but a lot of the side skyscrapers. So that's, I think that would give you probably a little, a right around eight if you went all the way to the end of the, um, the, um, the river walk, but you could always adjust it. And if you wanted to take a little detour, you could kind of pop up from the river walk, go up a couple levels, and then stop at the bean too. I think that would probably give you a three mile run to there and then six on the way back. So that'd be another way to do it too. Um, all right. Adam says, have you talked about Bekele in Berlin this weekend? I haven't. I saw like a hype video from him, which was super cool. Is there anything different? Did he, did he pull out or something? Is he not racing? I thought he, I thought he was. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, Morgan says, you, maybe you should label the GoPro reviews for runners. I do. I'd say like GoPro Hero 10, a runner's review. Like, but people don't, people don't like watch carefully. So that's, you know, I'm gonna, you know, it, it's, it's, it come, it comes with it, I guess. I think if, you know, the way that I'm trying to like look at that stuff is that, okay, the video is doing well enough that GoPro is thinking, you no, know, maybe some other people might enjoy it too. And so it feeds it to other people. And so you always kind of like want GoPro to feed your videos to new people. So, yeah. But my, my overall goal when it comes to like videos or responding to comments like that for videos where people are like, how come you didn't test it in the weird use case that I use my GoPro? Like, how come you didn't test it on a dirt bike? And I'm like, because I don't own a dirt bike or know where I could ride a dirt bike even. Um, you, know, uh, you know, I try to take it as like, you know, how can I still help this person? You know, so it's an exercise in patience and empathy. I think. Moad Akab says, what's your, uh, from Morocco, says, what's your goal in CIM? I mean, it's gonna, it'll, it'll be informed by quite a bit by how things go uh, for Chicago. You know, goal for Chicago is somewhere between 310 and 305. I think I'll be closer to 310 than 305. I think 310 would be the B goal. 305 would be an A plus goal. So I think I'll be somewhere in between there. Um, hopefully, you know. Um, and I guess the 315 would be like the seagull. So depending on where I am in there, that kind of put like where I am for CIM. I mean, like ideally I'd like to make a, sh take a shot at going sub three. And I think probably even if I'm not at sub three fitness, I'll probably go for it anyway. And just, you know, go down spectacularly in flames in, in a failed attempt, even if it, if that's what's going to happen. But, um, uh, you know, I'll know a lot more in about two weeks. <laughs> Scotty B says, Kofusi does a steeple chase and a triathlon in 2021. I got to do dirt bike racing in 2022. <laughs> I mean, I used to ride a motorcycle quite a bit, so I think it'd be kind of fun to do that. Um, but uh, I was just watching a video on, I think, I think I was watching one of those like Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg videos from the Olympics when they were looking at, they didn't know mountain bike racing was like an Olympic sport, which in their defense, I didn't know that either. Um, but they are watching a clip where like some dudes like just totally ate it. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if I could do that sport. <laughs> Cause it's just like some of the, the crashes are, are just look really, really gnarly. All right. Uh, Chopperelli 66 says, Heiko ordered a pair of the Vaporfly and X percent Gakuso for half price. Ooh. Do you or any other runners out there know if there's any notable differences in them and original? Um, I think that let's see. I haven't run in the Gakuso next percent. I believe Ed Bud did. I think he had them. Um, so I might, you know, hop on his channel because I'm pretty sure he made a video about it uh, and see if he noticed a difference. The, the midsole and outs are, are the same, but I think it's one of the things that we've kind of all like a, a, a recurring theme for me this year is that like changes in uppers result in changes to the midsole. It just feels a little bit different. The Gakuso Next Percent does have a couple more overlays than the regular Next Percent did. And so like it could affect the performance a little bit, but in terms of like, you know, what's under the hood in terms of on paper specs, it's the same, it's the same shoe from a midsole and outsole and carbon perspective. Um, someone, someone said like, you should probably just not review the 
where'd it go? I don't know. Just don't review the um, GoPro Hero 10. And Matt says, I also got the GoPro Hero 10. I'm not sure if I'll get to it either. Ooh. Are you going to use, you're probably going to use it though. So I think if I'm going to use it, I think it's worth a discussion. The video that I like really don't want to make though is like when I have to put all the GoPro cameras on the same rig and then do that. That exercise is just very, very, very tedious. Um, yeah, I, I still, I'm not as detail oriented, I think, for that kind of work. I don't know. Um, Ted and Ruth says like, I should do uh, a pole vault. You know, I did pole vault in high school and a little bit in college. And like, I saw it at the master's track meet that I went to. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. That does look kind of fun. I'd like to get back into that. And now that you can like videotape really easily, I just feel like I would probably like get a lot. I'd be, I think I'd be able to get back into it really quickly. But the thing is like, I, I'd have to at that point, like connect with like a track club, someone that can like um, help me with getting track time and also pit time. Um, and like that has poles that I can use maybe, you know, that kind of thing. So like there's some, there's some like obstacles figuratively speaking for me, for me to be able to do that. But it's something that like, hmm, I wonder if like the indoors masters championship, which is in March in New York, is there a pole vault? That'd be interesting to see. Uh, Victor Jacobo says, what do you do for breakfast on marathon race day? I like to have two pieces of toast with uh, a nut butter, like almond butter um, or cashew butter and strawberry jelly. That's what I usually like to eat. Um, and then I usually also will kind of try to drink a decent amount of water. Sometimes I will bring a banana. I don't like bananas, but I've had good luck eating a banana before a race. So it's like an unfortunate, you know, it's like I, I treat it like medicine. I guess I'll take it. Andrew Bostic says sub 25 K race tips, um, go out slower than you think whatever, whatever speed you're going out at to run sub 20, you're going out too fast. So like I, the way that I see the paces is slower than you think, slower than you think. And then like in the middle, that's where you should be like, Ooh, this is work. This is work. This is work. And that's kind of like right about where you should be. And at the end you want to catch that sub 20. That's kind of how I like to approach most of my racing. Um, but I think that like trying to like bank time, you can't, there's no banking time, especially not in a 5k. So like go out slower than you think. I mean, the first like 200 meters, you're going to go out fast. So like, don't be too hard on yourself, but after that settle in, you know, so that's what I, that's what I do. All right. Win Park Suk says, Hey, new here. Welcome. So for tempo slash intervals with wide feet, which do you recommend? Rebel version two, Mach four Hyperion. I've enjoyed my door from speed one, but we'll be retiring soon. I think the rebel two comes in a wide. So I would go with that one. The Mach 4, if it comes with a wide, also going to be a really good choice. The Hyperion Tempo, I don't know if it comes in a wide. Let's say all those come in a wide. Then which one do I recommend? Mmm, that'd be tough. I think I might pick the Rebel if they all come in wide sizes. But if they, but if the Hyperion Tempo doesn't, I'm, I know the Rebel 2 does. I'm, fairly certain the rebel two does. I'm not sure if the Mach four does. So it's like, I'm in decreasing confidence as your list goes on. But I think, I think I'd probably pick the rebel for that. All right, let's do a couple more and then I'm going to get going. My wife took the afternoon off from work and she wants to go out to have a little bit of a late lunch, a little recovery beverage before we pick up the kids today. So I gotta get going. All right. 
Um, Chaparelli about the Gyakuso. He says, thanks, Co. And by the way, va Vaporfly Gyakuso, 50% off on the Nike site for any Irish and UK runners out there. Oof. That's, I mean, that's a pretty great deal. It's a really great deal. Um, Mika says, hmm, the Berlin Marathon weekend sales are on on Adidas stuff. He says, there's green audio sixes are really tempting at 30% off. Ooh, I've been wanting to pick up a pair of the audio six. Do I want to get a Berlin Marathon edition though? I generally avoid those, but at 30% off, ooh, I don't know, that's tempting. And Innes Dunbar, you know what, Innes? I haven't played the My Wife sound in a while, so here you go. <laughs> there you go, My Wife. Oh, fun, fun. All right. Um, let's do this last one. Matthew Cunningham says, Hello, Co. Any suggestions on a good watch under 300 pounds? And I don't know what the rest of those letters are. Uh, I apologize. Um, so under 300 pounds, there's a lot of room in that. I would say probably, I don't know what exactly if these prices are going to be because I know like the U.S. prices. Uh, I, I'm vaguely familiar with U.S. prices, but I'm not as familiar with like the, um, the U.K. pricing. But I would probably say two that I would look at. Garmin Forerunner 245 and the Coros Pace 2. The Pace 2 punches way above its weight class in terms of the features that you get. Really great watch. And Coros does seem to be, um, does seem to be so far, it's a young company, but so far it seems to be really good about when there's new features that can be delivered to prior products and firmware updates of doing that. So like that's, that's pretty cool. So like those I think would be the two watches I would take a look at. All right, I think that's gonna be it for today, everybody. Tomorrow's video, is gonna be about the Atreyu base model version two. And you know, I did tell you guys that I did run on the uh, Bondi X. That's gonna be on Sunday, so Saturday and Sunday. No live streams either of those days, but Monday, live stream, Monday Mukbang, I've got a really fun product that got sent to me um, that I think that you guys are gonna enjoy for the Monday Mukbang. So tune in, we'll talk about the Chicago Half Marathon and probably lots more marathon stuff there. So hopefully I will see you guys there. Have a great weekend, everybody, and be safe out there. Thanks.